Would a ring make Aaron Donald the greatest pit product NFL player ever? That's a real question we need to be asking right now, and I fully understand the gravity of that question and of this debate because obviously the pit program is right up there with really any institution, regardless of the success of the program, in terms of churning players to the NFL throughout history and then their NFL legacy combined with college. This is Mike Drop here on Pittsburgh Sports Live, Pittsburgh Sports Now, and all throughout the Sports Now family of networks. Of course, I'm Mike Oste. And for my money, Aaron Donald's making that case. A ring would do it for him, and I could argue he's making the case regardless. Aaron Donald, for my money, is right now. We are embarking on this career. He is building that career, and a ring would do it. It would make Aaron Donald the greatest pit product NFL player of all time. And I know before you freak out, give me a second. I get the history of the pit program. I get regardless of the dip and the fact that it hasn't really been a national contender prior to this past season. I get that now it's building the program back up and it's looking to go from the Kenny Pickett era to more and continue to be a conference contender for another conference title and maybe more. And if they didn't have those upset losses, who knows if they could have snuck into a playoff this past season even. So now this is a different conversation in terms of the pit program, maybe closer to glory than it certainly has been in the last 20 plus years. than if we were having this conversation even a year ago today, or when Aaron Donald played in his last Super Bowl with the Rams against the Patriots, one that he did lose, no fault of his own. It is a team game, but obviously the pit program's riding high right now. And that allows you to harken back to pit history and Aaron Donald himself in the Super Bowl again, a great all-time pit product in the NFL, a Hall of Famer already guaranteed, and already facing another pit product. So Tyler Board's not going to the Hall of Fame, but Tyler Board, a pit product, a WPIL product, actually, a Clareton product, and his counterpart. So a pit product is going to get a ring at the end of this Super Bowl. But if it's Aaron Donald, does that make him the greatest pit product ever in the NFL if you combine legacies? Yeah. And I know you go to pit history and you go way back at this point and there are many names. Now, one, Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka is a restaurant around town in the Robinson area. That's some solid steak, okay? He's a great Western PA figure. He's more than just a pit guy. He is a Pittsburgh man. He is a Western PA guy. Great legacy at Pitt. Loves the area, remembered very fondly the area, and that's well beyond just what he does with a steakhouse for you. And then a solid career in the NFL as a tight end. One of the greatest tight ends of all time. It's very hard to compare eras. For my money, though, not the greatest tight end of all time. Maybe at one point that could have been argued. For my money, that's Gronk now in terms of what he has been doing, what he does as an individual, how he can dominate games. Dominate games like Shaq used to dominate games in the NBA, and that's not crazy to say at one point in Gronk's career, in terms of that big body, the revolutionary ability, what he did to that position to dragon defenders. I saw a game covering the Steelers years ago against the Patriots. He basically dragged defenders, in all honesty. Pretty much won that game by himself, a game changer. Maybe the fact that he's always had Brady and we'll see about his future. Maybe that's a ding on him. Tony Gonzalez can be brought up. Antonio Gates can be brought up. Kellen Winslow Sr. can be brought up, despite the team's success not being there. Shannon Sharp can be brought up. We see on national media all the time on national TV, of course, three rings, all the numbers. He retired, arguably, at the time 
as the greatest tight end of all time. Obviously, that's before Gronk's greatness. So, but Mike Dick is in that conversation. Did win a Super Bowl as a player, then again, one as an assistant coach, was a great Dallas Cowboy, has a legacy with the Cowboys franchise, even maybe if Steelers fans don't want to hear that. And then, of course, mostly known for being the head coach of the 85 Bears, one of the greatest teams of all time, certainly one of the greatest defenses of all time. Uh, it's the last title for the Bears, their only Super Bowl title, but it's one that still, uh, they act like happened yesterday and is fondly remembered and there's movies about because of what that team did. Maybe it should have been more, but Mike Ditka, the head coach of that team, wrote books off of it, the coach. That's there, there are kids that have no idea he ever played, no idea even about Pitt. They know the 85 Bears, even if they certainly weren't born during that era even before me, actually. But obviously, the head coach of that team, that's a great football life. That's a great football legacy. And, you know, maybe his legacy is even greater as a head coach, obviously, but he could be in that conversation. But he's not the greatest Pitt product ever in the NFL or NFL legacy-wise from Pitt. Great legacy in the conversation, not the guy, though. It's been surpassed. And this is in no order, by the way. Even more recently, Larry Fitzgerald, you can bring up, one of the greatest receivers of all time. There's an argument that he's underrated historically, despite being so great. Top five receiver of all time. I could absolutely argue that. I mean, obviously, you're looking at Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O., and that's not in any order. I could argue T.O. over Moss. There are others certainly to bring up. There's been great receivers throughout league history. But wherever you want to place Moss and T.O. is two and three. Most people got Jerry Rice as one. That's pretty clear. Individual numbers way higher than everybody else still now. And he does have the team success. And then Larry Fitz didn't have Hall of Fame quarterbacks most of the time. When he did get one in Kurt Warner, he helped lead a team to a Super Bowl appearance. The only in franchise history. It's against, of course, the Steelers. And almost won that game. And Larry Fitz balled out in that game. And the team success hasn't really been there otherwise, but there were moments. And again, he didn't have... Kurt Warner. He didn't have Hall of Fame quarterbacks throughout his career, but the numbers have really been there all the way through. Just consistent success from Pitt to the NFL. And of course, the Pitt era when he was playing, he was a Heisman candidate, should have been a Heisman guy. Didn't get as much recognition as Kenny Pickett, which certainly is something that Pitt fans still have the ire for. But of course, that's because the team wasn't good. He wasn't stacking wins, barely getting in minor bowl games at that point. The Pitt program really let him down. And that all goes to receivers. How can you even say that's the best player? Uh, you know, I hate saying best player in football history, even with Brady and Jerry Rice or Jim Brown, because their positions are so different. But a receiver relies on somebody else, relies on the quarterback, relies on the O-line, relies on everything to go right. And a defense can take a receiver out of the game. They can double cover, leave the only one open. If you only have one great one, like Larry Fitz had to deal with, and he still got it done. So Larry Fitz, and he's affectionately remembered, of course, in this area. Larry Fitz. Hall of Famer, one of the greatest receivers of all time. But the Pitt legacy, and that would be the greatest at many other schools, of course. But again, as I said at the top, the Pitt program throughout its history, they have a lot to deal with here. They have a lot to talk about here. There's a lot of Pitt players that then have had great NFL success, and not even just Hall of Famers. Again, Tyler Boyd in the Super Bowl, an underrated receiver for many years now. Solid production. Joe Burrow brings it up all the time. Still arguably underrated. Probably not going to Canton, but... NFL success from Pitt. It's beyond just the legends. But focusing on the legends now, because that's where Aaron Donald is, Larry Fitz, Hall of Famer, great legend, not the greatest Pitt product in the NFL in its history. Now, the conversation goes beyond Aaron Donald to two other men. And we could name others, but it's two other men that are in this conversation. One, Tony Dorsett. And this, again, goes back in history. 
one of the greatest running backs of all time. One of the greatest running backs of all time. And uh, you could bring up Darrell Revis, by the way, as well. Darrell Revis, one of the greatest in terms of the secondary, in terms of what he did trying to basically silence a quarterback to shut down one side of the field. Certainly one of the greatest at his position during his era. I get it. Certainly he can be mentioned. But going to Tony Dorsett, now champion with the Cowboys. Obviously, you're coming off the national championship with Pitt. Obviously, you're coming off the Heisman. You're coming off great success in that two-year chunk of time. Maybe the two greatest years in terms of in a row for a football player ever. But you're also talking about a guy who was one of the greatest of all time. Now, Tony Dorsett, affectionately obviously known also in Western PA, one of the greatest running backs of all time. You look at the overall resume, you look at the yards, what he did in his era, especially, again, from Pitt to the NFL, that chunk of time, the national title, the Heisman, winning a Super Bowl championship in his first year or so. That year plus, two years, it's hard to match that. Honestly, it's Joe Burrow-like stuff, really, because of his injury. But no one says that Tony Dorsett, Set is the greatest running back of all time. And this is no dig on him by any means. You're talking about Walter Payton. You're talking about Jim Brown before Tony Dorsett. You're talking about Barry Sanders that didn't have the, the team success, obviously, in the NFL. Couldn't, you know, sniff the playoffs most of his career. Only got in a couple. Couldn't sniff playoff wins. Feel bad for the guy at NFL honors. I saw a picture with Rich Eisen. He's holding a Super Bowl trophy, holding the Lombardi trophy almost, you know, annoys me because it's not his fault and his career was cut short. He would have finished with the all-time number in terms of yards, but just got out of, out, out of town and couldn't handle Detroit anymore. So that sucks numbers-wise. But if you look at the individual years, the individual yardage years, what he did as a revolutionary player like Gronk, I brought up earlier as far as tight ends, his footwork, his athleticism, just being so elusive. It wasn't a big bulkiness. It was just, man. If he was taller, he could have done it as a receiver as well and been Megatron before Megatron. And Detroit, the Lions, they let him down. But you can't hold the team success against him. He can only do so much as a running back. Obviously, a great career in college as well at Oklahoma State. So he's maybe the greatest running back of all time. Emmitt Smith can be brought up, of course. It's not, you know, he won the three rings. He was on the dynasty. If Barry Sanders was there, I'm sure the Cowboys also would have been great. It's not like that's against Barry Sanders or his fault that he didn't win a title and Emmitt had all that team success. One of the leaders of the dynasty, that's part of it and a great player on those title teams. They weren't as good when he sat out those games, the holdout, of course. That's what got him back. And a great, great player, consistent. That's what you want in an all-time great in, in a GOAT conversation, consistent. The yards are there. You got to do something to get those yards. So when you're talking about greatest running backs of all time, and again, this is in no order, many go to Walter Payton, just consistent, sweetness, Obviously does have the ring, even though that wasn't when he was at his apex and wasn't at his best. Even Gail Sayers, to go back to another bear, that's a shorter career. That's a different era, but just revolutionary, just incredible play that he put up there for you. And, and there are others, again. Jim Brown is somebody that people say might even be still the greatest player of all time. So you're obviously going to put him in the running back conversation. And like Barry Sanders, that was a shorter career. The Browns, unlike for a long time before last year and now back to, I guess, disappointing you again if you're a Browns fan, they were dominant then in the 60s. He did win titles. They were great, certainly before the Steelers got going in the 70s and before the Super Bowl era. So he was part of that. He was a leader of that. He was the best player on that Browns dynasty, I guess, certainly before the Super Bowl era. So you're talking about 
Gail Sayers, Walter Payton, Jim Brown, Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders. You can throw Tony Dorsett in this top 10 if you want. Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. Look at the single seasons. Again, the team success not always there, but look at the single seasons. Look at the bruising dominance uh, that he did in his era. And people don't want to hear this name anywhere, but O.J. Simpson, look at the 2000 season. Look at the, uh, the single season. Look at what he did with the Buffalo Bills, taking that franchise and resurrecting it, putting it on the league map. And just dominance, not always with a great offensive line. That was of brute strength, but also had the quickness, also had the athleticism, could make defenders miss, and if they didn't, could truck over him. Eric Dickerson, the same. And again, Eric Dickerson, we know the Pony Express, and we did in college, same thing. O.J. Simpson at USC, a Heisman guy, and you're talking about USC, maybe another program that could mirror pit in terms of NFL success as well. But doesn't take away from Tony Dorsett, great in his era. But again, I've already almost named 10 guys. So for me, if you're barely cracking the top 10 of all-time running backs in the NFL, in NFL history, and it's nothing against Tony Dorsett, but if you're not top five at your position in league history, but how could I say you're the best pit product player in NFL history, despite being great at pit and great in the NFL Hall of Famer for sure, legend for sure. But I, I can keep going on probably all those names. I would probably rank ahead of Tony Dorsett in terms of the greatest NFL running backs of all time, or at least most of them, if I was really going to do it. So that, that can't give it to him for me. And then of course, one more, he went to my high school. He's a Pittsburgh central Catholic alum as well. Obviously also a pit great Maybe not as much team success at Pitt as Tony Dorsett had, but certainly had team success at Pitt in terms of major bowl game success. Obviously came out in that 83 draft and was a great one. The Steelers passed, and we know maybe why. It's off the field stuff, and who knows what will happen at this draft if they do it again with another NFL player, who I don't even think is going to fall to them, by the way. That'll be a conversation another day. Then I'm going to have a chance to pick it. But Dan Marino, right away in the NFL, MVP, revolutionized the position, put up numbers. Numbers, elevated others, elevated receivers, dominated offensively, got his team into the Super Bowl, did appear in a game and lost to the 49ers and Joe Montana in the midst of their dynasty, one of the four rings that he would win. That team, that 49er team stack, you can't really hold that against Marino. And he's had some, some playoff games in which his team got killed, including his last one against the Jags. But again, is that Marino's fault? And, you know, the team success wasn't there, though. There's no way to argue that. The team success was not there. This is certainly not a Brady resume. You are the quarterback. You are held to a team standard, whether that's fair or not. But if you look at the individual numbers, this is why some still argue Dan Marino being the greatest. Greatest thrower of the football ever, possibly. Still greatest maybe quarterback ever, even though you're not obviously having the team success. If you just look at individual play, you can say goat, and you can say that maybe Brady has the greatest resume ever, like, say, a Wayne Gretzky, but maybe Marino, maybe like a Peyton Manning as well. Maybe you throw Aaron Rodgers in there, better individual player, even though the team success not there. And I don't want to get into that. I certainly think Tom Brady is the GOAT, though. You look at individual, you look at the numbers, you look at individual seasons, you look at who he did it with, you look at different eras, different talent, didn't always ever any Moss. That was his best year, didn't even win a title with Moss despite his best single season and the team best single season. And then all the other success, won it with Troy Brown all the way to then, of course, having Gronk and company. Did it without Belichick at the Buccaneers. 
You can't argue really with seven rings, even though, of course, it is a team game. The career numbers, the career stats, the MVPs are there. Great, Brady's the go. But Marino may be greatest thrower of the football, and you got to feel bad, too. Again, it's not his fault he didn't win a championship, but no ring. That is always brought up with Marino and Peyton Manning. Very similar career, very similar style, very similar player, but did end up getting one on his own. Also had the MVPs, of course, and then did win one as the team kind of rode him to a title with the Broncos later at the end. He wasn't exactly dominating that year with the nine TDs and 17 picks. But Marino's going to be brought up. You look at those numbers, you throw them into this era, they're still legendary, they're still great. And honestly, what Marino did in that era, and he said this before, I know this for a fact, if that translated, if he could play in this era, if he could have played in even the Peyton Manning-Brady era, those numbers would even have been higher and then some, okay? That's what Marino believes, and I believe it too, and there's a lot to say that. So maybe is Marino the greatest pit product player in the NFL history? I think right now probably you could argue it is Marino. You could argue it's Marino. But if Aaron Donald wins a ring, which Marino did not do, and yes, some of these others I mentioned have done, and Aaron Donald, unlike Marino, who you probably don't, you, you can't say is the GOAT because of Brady and, you know, top five, whatever, maybe greatest thrower, but he's not really the GOAT. Tony Dorsett, barely cracking the top 10 NFL running backs of all time, despite being great. Dick is not the greatest tight end. Larry Fitz, not the greatest receiver of all time, despite being consistent and being great on his own. Aaron Donald? Three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Obviously, right away, as a rookie, best in the game. Dominating, resurrecting a franchise. Has the numbers. Again, made a case this past season as a runner-up to it, to Aaron Donald. As, as one of those guys who didn't win and got some votes still. Every year, you could give Aaron Donald the Defensive Player of the Year award, of course. But again, three-time winner. Could have won others. Dominating, revolutionary, at his position, making a case as we speak as the greatest defensive player of all time with Lawrence Taylor and whoever else you want to mention, Deion Sanders, et cetera. But Deion could be taken out of the game by, by the opposing, opposing team. They could just say, we're going to ignore Deion. You can't ignore Aaron Donald. And if Aaron Donald wins a ring as even Super Bowl MVP, leads his team to a championship with now another set of characters, does it again. He is a leader of that team. We know what he did at Pitt. And yeah, the team wasn't as good as even the team is now or certainly during Marino or Dursett, but again, not Aaron Donald's fault, more of a Larry Fitz type of thing. Aaron Donald right now is building a career that could argue as the greatest defensive player in NFL history. You heard it again. Aaron Donald is building a career that could argue as the greatest defensive player in NFL history. And I know it's hard to compare eras. I get it. Ronnie Lott, whoever. When I mentioned Jameen Joe Green, Jack Lambert, the whole Steelers 70 crew. But Aaron Donald's building that case too. And if you are building the case as not only just at your position, which I think he has, even though there certainly are other great ones, but as the greatest defensive player, the greatest position player, the greatest player at your side of the football, something the others have built cases for, but they aren't that. And then you win a ring and your legacy in college, and you're not nearly done. You've got years to go. It's you. So for me, despite recognizing the greatness, respecting the others, a ring makes Aaron Donald the greatest pit product in NFL history, certainly makes him a guy that can be argued as the greatest defensive player in league history with his three defensive player of the year awards and with what he's done as an individual. And rings are a team thing, of course, if he would lose, it's not his fault, but even getting there twice is a big deal. 
So Ring is that cherry on top of the Sunday. It is that explanation point in this career already that, again, is not nearly over, but it would make Aaron Donald already midway through the career. It's already building and could argue as the greatest NFL defensive player of all time, certainly the best ever at his position. Also would make him the greatest pick product ever in the NFL. Yeah, I totally get what I just said. That'll do it for this edition as I drop the mic here back on mic drop on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Sports Now. And again, I stand by it. A ring makes Aaron Donald the greatest pit product in the NFL, pit product in NFL history. And I know the gravity of that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.